Do you buy your thumb sir? Is that a challenge? Do you buy your thumb Fine, oh, let's have a duel. Challenge accepted. If you wanna 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 come over, if you wanna 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 go ride, if you wanna 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 come over, if you wanna 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 go ride, if you wanna 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 come over, if you wanna 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 go ride, if you wanna 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 come over. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Do It or Else podcast. I am Dustin, and I'm Ryan. Hello. Hey, buddy. And how are you? I'm doing good. I'm trying to tell people what the show is in case okay. you've never heard it before. All right. This is the Weekly Challenge Podcast where we do things. Yeah. Okay. How are you? <laughs> it's the Weekly Challenge Podcast where we do things. We have a challenge, and this <laughs> week's challenge came from Dustin, yep. and the challenge was write a fanfic. Write a fan fiction. Write a fanfic. So you knew nothing about fan fiction. No, I mean, like, outside of knowing that it was a thing that little teenage girls... Uh, yeah, write yeah. stories about yeah. touching butts, and I went into the challenge with that much information in hand. So sweet, we'll see what I came up with. Cool, yeah, man. How are you feeling? You just got done with a big old bike ride. I did a big old bike ride. My legs are sore. Yeah, dude. What was that? I, I was just looking at it. Thirty-four miles, something like that. Yeah, I just did at the same time because I was texting you like, "Hey, you want to do the show?" And you were like, "I'm on a bike ride." I was like, "Fine, I'll go on a bike ride." So I was like, okay, I'll do a big bike ride. And I did eight miles, which apparently is not a big bike ride. People do bigger bike rides. Can you believe that? What is the deal? Why do people ride bikes for so long? Like any exercise, I feel like, eh, you know, around 45 minutes, an hour. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm done doing this exercise. I don't know. I think some people really enjoy, like, I would imagine if you were planning for a cross-country bike ride trip where you're like back packing on your bicycle mm-hmm. i can see that you'd need to put in some miles to get your cardio up for carrying a lot of heavy weight but i don't need to ride 50 miles every day i know like, two people who've, who've done that ridden uh, their bikes across the country i know two people do you know anybody yeah. who's done it i don't know anyone personally I well we both back. know paul we know from paul. high school i i totally am an idiot i'm sorry My friend John, who I went on this bike ride with, he and his brother have done that. (laughs) Literally the person that we're basically talking about right now has done it. Yep. Okay. Way to go, John. Did he do East Coast to West Coast, West Coast to East Coast? He said he did California to Virginia, and then he rode from Mexico to Canada. So he kind of did it twice. Wait. California to Virginia. So he went to the coast there. And then yep. he went from Mexico to where? Canada. Oh, he did both versions of across the country. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. So you went out biking with this guy today. Was he awesome? He's a good bike rider. Are you a good bike rider? I know you have a nice bike, right? You have like a road bike. I have a single speed bike. So Oh, I you have a to, single speed? I kept up with them, so I'm no slouch. But wow, I don't man. have spandex or anything. Courtney just got me some spandex. I got some um, last week, some Ooh, puffy, pad puppy. Built in. Dude, it's so funny to walk around in. With but, the diaper in your Yeah, pants. the little diaper in there. <laughs> but dude, the, the difference is huge. I oh. highly recommend some spandex with a little pad if uh, I ever, in your, in your yeah. spot. It's a big, 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 big difference. If I ever go again, I'm going to need some of those because... Yeah, you're going to hurt for you. a couple of days, buddy. I just got off the bike, and boy, is my perineum barking. <laughs> is, that the, no, is, that the, is that how you say it? Got perineum? The, I have no idea. I, uh, boy, are my arms tired. I always just called it. Boy, is my perineum tired. <laughs> Taint. Taint. <laughs> Taint funny, what we're talking about. Taint funny. That tank funny. Oh, man. You've been watching a lot of TV? I've been watching a lot of TV. Um cutting back on tv have i told you i'm making dice uh you may have mentioned it so what's happening in your board game realm or your tabletop gaming yeah so playing a couple games uh just by post so we are doing it text-based and once a week we'll do like a google hangout but other than that board gaming with friends is not happening so i've been making dice with epoxy and molds and stuff like that so um just like a little scientist in your lab i do kind of feel like a little scientist yeah 
and I put like a little bit of coloring in there and I swirl that up and then I pour it in there and then I let it sit and then I take it out and then I trim it up and then I sand it and then I paint it and then it's ready to play with. You've been very industrious. I saw you also built a fire pit. Built a fire pit, built a bench. Built a um, bench. Yeah, made a made a big is probably a 72 73 inch piece of wood so about six feet and um it was a a piece of a slab that my friend cut down through a tree down the middle and then it was maybe three or four hundred pounds so i most of the time it was me fighting it trying to like move it from one location to its yeah resting place. yeah how do you move a 300 so, did you do did casey help nope Oh, no she's you have a strong wife. She could probably do it no problem. She's she's strong. She don't like getting dirty though. Now fair enough. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. So I so since we have um some lumber at the house, I used levers and I just basically like put the stick underneath the the big ass log and I just used a lever and just moved Simple it. machine. Moved it like a couple inches at a time and did that over and over and over again and then you know flipped it up onto the uh the the resting logs like the the ground support logs mm-hmm. and there it's going to sit there forever oh i want to come sit on it yeah i want you to come over and then i was just talking fire pit. yeah i was just talking with courtney i was like we should move to athens because i was no. just talking to andrew i rode my bike over to andrew's house and yelled at them from their front yard and he was like <laughs> we're gonna move to athens and i was like we should move to athens Everybody should just move back to Athens. It'll be great. Awesome. Then we can record in person. I don't, they don't know, but you know, maybe. If you move, I'll hang out with you. (laughs) Exactly. I'll still hang out with you. (laughs) It'll (laughs) just happen more. Nothing will change. Uh, (laughs) um, I'm going to move to Athens and like six months later, we're still in quarantine. (laughs) Exactly. Dude, this is going to go on a long time. Not if we just move along. We're not going. No, no. There's still people going to church and stuff. They're covered in the oh, blood of Jesus. Oh, you're talking about quarantine. You're talking about quarantine. Yeah. It, it is going to last for Oh, you're time. talking about the podcast. The podcast can yeah. go as long as it wants podcast to. Podcast Nobody, is... Nobody's ever complained in, about length. In perpetuity project. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds like you've been very industrious, and I also have been industrious. I you read mean, a Wikipedia page and watched an entire YouTube video on fan fiction, so I'm ready to go. Oh, nice, dude. Cool. Well, I, I can't wait to hear what you got to talk about. I'm excited. Right, let's do it. So, Dustin, this being your challenge, it seems like you have a little bit more experience with fan fiction, or how did you come across knowing about this thing? Just the internet and podcasts and just, you know, hearing funny things. I think it all started out for me way back in 2008 or nine, maybe 2010, sometime around there in college. I remember Netflix, might have even been a little later. Netflix was out and there was, uh, it wasn't as big as it was, um, but streaming had started and it wasn't this huge library of media you know i found a documentary called wizard people dear reader wizard and, people dear reader oh i'm sorry no the the oh i'm sorry it's called we are wizards it's called we are wizards that was some and, solid dyslexia right there man no i know i'm confusing two <laughs> well, things so in the documentary we are wizards <laughs> we are wizards and then within the documentary they highlighted this guy named Brad Neely i think is his name i believe it and He's he's been around for a while in Hollywood and does stuff. I I can't I don't know, but the only thing I remember of him is his segment was that he wrote a like almost a shot for shot alternative script to the first Harry Potter movie. And you would it was like a dark side of the moon Wizard of Oz type thing where you would pull you would turn the volume down on the actual movie and play this while you watched it. Oh, so cool. it was an alternative audio track, but it was hilarious. Oh. So it, was called, it was called Wizard People, Dear Reader. And like, so he like it was dubs over. If, 
He okay. he dubs over it, but it's also like a small audio book. So you can find it on he got sued and there was like a cease and desist order, so that's why there aren't any of these to go with the other movies, but okay. it's so funny. And if this is a mini challenge for everybody, just check it out. You can go to archive.org and you can search Wizard People Dear Reader and you can archive.org has a bunch of free MP3s. So it's broken up into two MP3s and you press Harry Potter play, you press MP3 play, boom, at the same time, and then it starts, you know, and the um, the 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 guy reads it as if he's reading a story to you. So even if you didn't have the movie to go with it, it's almost as if it's an audiobook. So it's like, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And he does this voice through the whole thing. So it's like two and a half hours long. I can only imagine his voice just killing him. But it was so funny, underground, weird humor. I loved it. And that was my first tiptoe into fan fiction. And then you get into all these weird creepypasta things, the weird stories, and you get the Slenderman and all the, the weird stuff you find online and on well, Reddit. Well, we should, we should back up and say what fan fiction is, like a, a solid definition of fan yeah. fiction, right? yeah. So there's fiction. There's it, fiction. But you take just, an existing property. Yeah. I think we said this last week. But you take an existing yeah. property or characters or real people that are like known in the world, and you write a fiction. Uh, you expand their universe, basically, on your own. Yep. You can totally subvert it however you want to. Um, it'd be like, you know, taking... Uh, <laughs> fuck. I'm I'm about to talk about my story, but I don't. Don't take about no no. It's okay. It's okay. We'll get it. It's like taking a Mickey Mouse. It's like taking Mickey Mouse and turning Mickey Mouse into a a gangster. Well, I was looking (laughs) sort of like into the history of this, so it's really easy to kind of think of fan fiction through the modern lens of like, what would the Ninja Turtles do if they were hanging out with Captain Planet kind of thing. Like there you go. Sure, like we can we can write that story, but uh, I was kind of like trying to take a deeper dive, a deeper look, and. I was thinking about the history of fan fiction mm-hmm. and fan fiction seems like a modern phenomenon, but it's really not like people have been writing and borrowing characters and plot lines forever and universes forever. I'm thinking back to, I mean, there's a million books based on the Bible that share okay. characters yeah. from the Bible. I mean, the screw tape letters like uh, CS Lewis, that sort of thing. Dante's divine comedy, yeah. Uh, like that, you know, he's imagining all this hell stuff and he's taking a bunch of Virgil and characters we know from other bits of work, other fictions and bringing them in the, into this universe yeah. together. Yeah. Like there's a Dante's lot of Dante's infer- Dante, the divine comedy is fan fiction. Absolutely. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, like it follows the same rules that we've established what fan fiction is. Yeah. Um, and then it, it goes further. Like you go sort of into the Victorian era or even go back. Let's go back first. Uh, the Greeks, all those stories about the Greek gods are just poems Ooh, written by different yeah. people. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, somehow... That's an interesting thing, right? How, like, religion and this cross-pollination of fiction work together. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. And then you get up to, again, the Elizabethan era, and you have Shakespeare. And Shakespeare's well-known for just outright stealing characters from, like, contemporaries of his own. Like, Romeo and Juliet existed mm-hmm. in other plays at the same time um and he just like took them and wrote his own story with them because you know the audience carlos mancia yeah he's stealing other people's bits (laughs) so he's good i mean shakespeare is like well known for a lot of his characters i think othello like it's just you know he's these are archetypes and he's gonna write whatever he's gonna write off of it and there really wasn't uh much of a problem because copyright it existed but not in the same way that it exists today yeah, like you take a you you listen to a play over on in somewhere way a thousand miles to the left, and then you say, "Oh, well, that's a good idea." And as you're traveling a thousand miles to the right, you're making the new story up, changing the names a little bit, exactly up your own play. And you're gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do this story. I'm gonna now. do this, and it really took off in the the sort of modern era in the '30s. Uh, with these science, science fiction was a huge genre in the thirties. Um, and these like young college aged men mostly were the ones reading those books and they were writing their own versions and they were sending them into magazines like these fan, they were called fan magazines, fanzines. 
And yeah. the fanzines would then publish your work uh, based on some other story that everybody was kind of aware of. Um, and this got really, really, really big in the 60s with the release of Star Trek. Oh, cool. So Star Trek, I think there were several fanzines that people were writing stories in and very popular and I think financially successful uh, building on the Star Trek universe. That's awesome. And of course, from there, Star Wars. And it, like we know, we're all aware that people write a ton of stuff about Star Wars. And some yeah. of that, back in the day, would become canon or like official Star Wars stuff. Right. But I think when Disney bought it, all that stuff became not official. Like all the novels, all yeah. the the books, the yeah, that came after the original trilogy, and like people were just craving more Star Wars media. Exactly, they came in books until exactly. whenever was it ninety nine when the the Phantom Menace came out. Right, and at the same time, you know, as the Phantom Menace is coming out, the internet is really coming into its own. Oh yeah, then you got like fan movies and all sorts of like little. Projects, labors of love. Exactly. And people like amateurs are doing. Exactly. And people don't really need to depend on these magazines anymore. They can just freely post on these forums online. Um, And they got really big. And it grew to the point where it's at now, which I think a lot of our listeners know, where uh, fan fiction is really dominated at the moment and for like the last couple decades by like teenage girls aged like 13 to 16. Um, It's become the dominant force is because, you know, there's no publisher critiquing your work. Cause at that age, it's hard to write extremely well. It's hard to write yeah. extremely well to any age, as you'll see when we get to our stories. I don't know about yours, Dustin's but mine's not well written. Um, <laughs> and like, uh, we should talk about it. This sort of broad cultural notion that there's a lot of kind of like simple sex happening in these kids fan fictions. Yes, and it's but it's in such a like if you read some of them, <laughs> it's like so dumb. It's super naive. Like they're they're inexperienced it, people yeah, like writing about well, sex. I, f- I forgot what it, what it was, but I saw another Harry Potter fan fiction. Like you you know, looking at the the top rated fan fictions on some of these forums, there a lot of them are Twilight's and Harry Potter's mm-hmm. and. Um, young adult, uh, young adult fiction, but I'm convinced that some adults are still writing this and posting it, pretending to be young people. Well, that's and absolutely like, true. Of course, like, that's like, true. Here he slammed Ron up against the wall and kissed him so hard, <laughs> like, <laughs> like weird <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think. I think, well, for one, I do think it is children uh, often. I think ma- the majority of these writers have to be children because of how you how they describe sex. Um, and also because I think they're recognizing, um, they're pointing out basically that there's a version of media that they want to consume that isn't yeah. being produced. Yeah. Where their characters are having equally naive sexual experiences mm-hmm. like they are. Um, and there's just not, I mean, no adult, I mean, it wouldn't be appropriate really for an adult to go out and publish that. Um, so it's, it's an interesting thing where like, it seems like fans are feeling the void, uh, for a media that they really want. Yeah. I can't, I mean, I guess podcasts are like the other, like a more adult version of that where we think, oh, there needs to be this kind of media. I'll just go make it or YouTube. Yep. Uh, fan Fan fiction that's what industry. I was thinking about. I don't know. That's a, that's what I and was I, thinking I, about. I think it, it definitely YouTube, uh, podcast, self publishing books, whatever, anything where a amateur is able to put it out there is like the same equivalent as fan fiction back in the '30s. Or adding, you know, hoping you send get your article published in a magazine in a publisher's magazine like what there were a couple who is it who is ah, i'm blanking on his name he wrote fight club um chuck polnick right he got yeah his yep. i think he got started like submitting his weird stories to magazines and 
he that I makes perfect his sense. First works were in magazines, but it's cool. I love it. I think fan fiction is awesome. Well, and I have a. I have a number of friends who write uh, or try to try to write for film and television, and it's very common to write an episode of a show mm. you enjoy. So to write your own uh, Simpsons episode or Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode, if you want to be a comedy writer, right? Like you just yeah. just write one, and then you submit that as proof that you know how to write yeah. to other people. So it makes sense. I mean, it's it's definitely part of it. Um, I will say. I am not part of this. Uh, I have never been a writer. I'm not particularly talented at it. I can do our little essays in the beginning, but outside of that, I've never been a writer either, uh, except for assignments and stuff like that. Never been a big journaler. Um, I'm ready to see how we did. I'm excited to hear hear your story because what we're going to do is Ryan and I are going to Listen. Well, here, let's stop and then we'll introduce hey, it. We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> here, let's do the clap. Okay, now, now say the thing. You the thing I say. wanted to say was I'm excited to hear your story. I'm excited to hear okay. your story. Yep. So, what we should do is we should, we should um, momentarily pause our records and we'll listen to them. The listeners won't know that, though. Uh, let's listen. Let's listen to yours, or do you, let's listen okay. to mine first. I want. Okay. I want to go first. Okay. Let's uh, listen okay. to mine. Okay. 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 Here we go. It's January sixteenth, twenty twenty, and the United States Senate has just begun its trial into the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. In the White House Rose Garden, a joyful Trump is finishing an impromptu press conference. And that is why, today, I am officially resigning as President of the United States. And I think, I think we did a pretty incredible job making America as great as, like, ever. No one. I mean, no one. Not even Lincoln has done as great of a job as I have. Now, I think it's time for me to move on to where I am most needed. Direct to VHS workout videos. And these videos are truly, truly terrific. I reveal all my health secrets, all of them. People are saying these are the best fitness videos of all time. Okay, okay, bye-bye. One week later, during a month of kite surfing in the Caribbean, former President Barack Obama strolls into the TV room aboard Richard Branson's super yacht. Richard is glued to the TV screen, his mouth agape. Wow, mate, do you see this? Branson asks Barack. Old newbie President Pence has gone and got himself lost on a diplomatic mission to Thailand. The new bugger. Ain't no one heard of him in days. I think I know what he's up to. Richard smacks Obama on the butt. They make out real good. On the TV behind them, now acting President Nancy Pelosi is giving a speech, but everyone is booing. I know, I know, Nancy tries to speak, but the boos increase. Shut up, you freaking ding-dongs! The crowd goes silent. Even Barack and Richard stop making out to focus on the TV. I am not going to be president. Ordinarily, Speaker of the House is third in line for the presidency, but extraordinary times call for extraordinary measures. This is why, today, I am forming a new presidential council to head the executive branch until the elections in 2020. This council will be made up of all living former presidents. Nancy finishes. Wow, says Barack. Crikey, says Richard. You're going to be president again, isn't it? A few days later in the West Wing, Bill Clinton and George W. Bush are arguing over the TV remote. Now, he said I could watch whatever show I wanted, Bush explains to a very old and sleepy Jimmy Carter. I did not say you could watch YouTube videos on Epstein conspiracy, retorts Bill. Now, boys, 
Boys, let's just all settle down and eat some of these fine-boiled peanuts fresh from the farm. Jimmy's kind demeanor calms everyone down. They get real relaxed and start to make out pretty good. Like, full on. It's really great three-way kissing and everyone's having fun. In the other room, Barack Obama is crafting a plan to deal with a new virus that is beginning to spread in China. He does a really great job, and everything ends up just great. His plan works well, and everyone stays alive and doesn't die from it, and gets to keep their jobs and go to bars and stuff. We all get gentle but firm squeezes on our butts, like the kind that shows you care, but also that you are really wanted. The end. I, my stomach hurts from laughing. It's so stupid. (laughs) It's so stupid. I, is it okay to have real characters in fan fiction? I couldn't find. Yeah. Yeah, like they're, I don't know. Sorry, I'm so sorry you all had to listen to that. I am ashamed. I'm not. I am. I am ashamed. Turned on right now. Oh, God. Um, Yeah, so so that's my fan. Generational three-way kissing. Oh, yeah. Intergeneration. the world's problems. <laughs> what did I say? Like, it was real good, and everybody it liked re- it. They made out real good. <laughs> <laughs> everybody oh, liked it. Uh, that's so silly. All right. That's what's great about it. Like, it's super silly. I think we should have done yours second, but whatever. Let's listen to mine. Okay, let's listen to yours. Okay. Tampa Police Department. Homicide Division. Case 4306. Reporting Officer Detective Ron Killifer. Investigative Summary. On June 23, 2025, at 7.23 a.m., the Tampa 911 dispatcher was called from the landline of 12802 Easy Street, Tampa, Florida. 33625. The caller and owner of the house, Howard Baskin, age 74, reported finding his wife, Carol Baskin, age 66, in bed next to him and was unresponsive and appeared blue around the mouth. Howard reported that Carol, now referred to as victim, was not breathing. At approximately 738, EMS arrived on scene and began to treat the unresponsive victim. Victim was medically evacuated to nearby Sunshine General Hospital. At 7.46 a.m., the victim was pronounced dead on arrival. Toxicology reports came back clean. The victim's blood contained essential vitamins and aspirin of the same formula that matched the supplemental vitamins and aspirin found at the scene. The coroner report indicates that the victim's death resulted from manual strangulation and asphyxiation. Report noted deep muscular contusions to the muscles of the neck and a broken hyoid bone. Four thick bruises were found on the left side of victim's neck and one along the right, resembling the bruises of a human hand. These bruises match typical victim injuries sustained during other strangulation homicides except the victim in question only presented five bruises. This would lead investigators to assume the victim was strangled with only one hand. Measurements of Howard Baskin's hands did not match the bruising present on the victim. Additional bruises were found on the victim matching the same pattern and size of victim's neck. Extensive damage to the soft tissues appears to have been performed post-mortem. Further investigations of the home security system turned up inconclusive. Video footage turned over to digital crime labs for assistance with video quality and enhancement. Similar footage from Big Cat Rescue found inconclusive. The initial review of security camera footage at the Baskin residence and at Big Cat Rescue show what appears to be the shadow of a person moving across the grounds of Big Cat Rescue and outside the windows of the victim's home. At 3.06 a.m., 
the motion-activated cameras outside of Big Cat Rescue Storage Building D were activated, and the shadow of a person is visible slowly moving from the storage building across the grounds. At 3.16 a.m., the cameras stopped recording as no other motion was detected. The cameras did not activate again until 8.07 a.m. when the employees began to show up for their shifts that morning. Employees did not report seeing anything misplaced or unusual about the property upon first arriving for work. At 3.56 a.m., cameras inside the Baskin home captured the shadow of a person and movement of an interior sliding glass door. Opening, but not closing. Crime scene investigators reported that the sliding glass door was opened approximately five inches. Outside of the sliding glass door is a screened porch, and a hole of approximately five inches was found at the base of the locked screen door. Crime scene investigators reported that the septic tank lid behind storage building D was opened by approximately five inches. A trail of human feces and urine was found running along the rim of the septic tank and along the outer wall down to the ground. The DNA material from the human feces and urine matched DNA taken from current employees, Howard Baskin, and the victim herself. Along the ground what can only be described as claw marks were found in the dirt adjacent to the septic tank. These claw marks led from the septic tank along the bike path greenway to the screened porch at the Baskin residence. Dirt from outside the home matches the dirt found on the floor of the screened porch, the threshold of the sliding glass door, the floor of the victim's home, hallway, bedroom, and the victim herself. On the nightstand next to the victim, a dirty gold wedding band was found. The wedding band was engraved with the message, Dawn and Carol, 1991 till death do us part. Whoa, dude. Whoa. That is spooky. Wait, so... Ron became a ghost cat and crawled out of the septic tank and got into the house and strangled Carol with one hand? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a, what? That's a way to <laughs> wait, wait. Don't what? show the monster. Wait. Okay. So she she got strangled by one hand. So that implies that that guy who works and it's it's a guy who works at uh, uh, at the other at the other place killed her. Okay. Who got his arm bit off by a big cat? Um. By no. T- the- Girl that got her arm bit off by the cat. Turns out that's that? a guy, Joe Exotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she okay. So, but it says that Carol only got strangled by one hand. Okay. Cool. All right. So that. So I'm thinking that her. is something that is something that the police are led to believe. Okay. And then okay. there's little cuts everywhere. All right. Am I like a fool for not? Okay. And then the septic tank where we know Carol Baskin's husband is buried, ex-husband yep. is buried. Um, but then, so there's poop and stuff coming out, but there's claw marks like a, like a, like a cat and they're five inch cuts. uh, A a human can't fit through there. So you think, only a cat can fit through there. Claw marks means cat. When you, when you think of claws, you think of cat. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're talking, we're at a big cat rescue claws, cat, you know. All right. Interesting. All right. So you're telling me, well, why is he only five inches big, Dustin? Don't show the monster. <laughs> what the? Fuck? That's one of the tips I, I learned to, from writing. I feel like I have to listen to this writing. again. You might need to if you want. Am to. I missing something? I don't know. Tell go me. Back and listen tell to me it. what's happening in this. We'll just take a pause and we'll go back and listen to it. Okay, let's pause. All right, let's pause. Okay, so you're telling me that the camera footage. Saw, uh, okay, we've just listened to it a second time. 
I should say. I'll probably put some ukulele in there. But uh, the camera saw a person walking in the in Big Cat Rescue. Do you want to listen to it again? Because then, the camera didn't see a person. What did it see? Tell me what it saw. It I don't recorded wanna... a shadow. Okay, okay. So it saw a shadow. That's fair enough. And leaving then, Big Cat Rescue. Leaving Big Cat Rescue. But okay. So uh, and then uh, and then at front and it the cla- it, it could only be described as a claw uh, on the ground, uh, okay. digging through the ground. Only it couldn't be described as anything other than a claw. So it could only be described as that. So uh, and you're you're telling me it's some it's some bone it's some skinless hand of that is Carol's former husband. Okay. That is what I'm saying. But to you right okay, now. But thank then, you. Yes, but we're showing then, the monster. But okay, then why? We're showing the monster. But then why is there a ghostly figure walking, and then there's just a hand uh, crawling on the ground? Is that what's happening? What you are seeing is the visage, the 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 psychic energy left in the wake of the only thing left of Don Lewis. Okay. Okay, but we should Dawn. also see the freaking hand crawling on the ground too. Then you're not gonna notice it. But it was enhanced. Gonna... <laughs> it has been sent off. The footage has been sent off. Okay. But you can't. You can't see anything. Okay, we can't see the it. hand. And then so the, the hand, hand some somehow crawls cut out of the septic and it tank. Went all the way along the, the bike path. Now I want you to put your hand on the ground right. on your table. Okay. Okay. Flat. Now, if all you had was your hand and you wanted your hand to move, but there's like no bones, no muscles, or there's whatever, no it's bones. Just, it's well, <laughs> there's no hand. <laughs> we have a serious crime here. Where's the hand? The uh, if you laid your hand in like a kitty cat would make biscuits by right. closing its fingers. Right. That is. You know what I'm trying to make. Maybe I should have written in in a hermit crab like migration <laughs> pattern or something. But I'm envisioning. Well, you said claw, so it made hand. me think tiger. Okay, I know that's fine. And you said and one hand, fine. so it and made me think. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have to be explaining this to you because the <laughs> horror should be not knowing of what it is. the The horror is. So I I took a lot of inspiration from H.P. Lovecraft and. Mm. The, like he would write these short stories, you know, that mm-hmm. he would send into magazines. And typically these short little stories have a almost a after like there are a couple um, stories of his. I, I want to say it's called the the color out of space, which is like from the perspective of a surviving member of an accident or something un, unexplainable. So like someone is recounting their story so it's like a third it's like a second or third hand account of something that has happened so with these vague details supposed to be scary not knowing that it's carol fucking baskin's (laughs) ex-husband's hand crawling out of the septic tank and choking her well it's definitely spooky and dark yeah carol fucking baskin it's really messed up dustin it was really messed up. You don't like it? No, I like it. I think it's great. You it's listened to it su- twice. Yeah, I listened to it twice. It's just really messed up. <laughs> Mine well, had all sorts of butt squeezing and making out real good. And yeah, so and so you put an Epstein you put an Epstein thing in yours too. Yeah, yeah, there was a little Epstein through line there. And I think for the most part in general, the way we present to the world you're kind of more dark and brooding and a little gruff, rough around the edges. And I present a more like jovial, happy sunshines coming out of my butt kind of persona. But in our writing, your writing is very lighthearted and goofy. And my writing is dark and broody and scary. Well, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like a review. Let's get on to the review. I'm reviewing it. Every week on our show, we create a custom review scale to review our custom challenge. No two challenges are alike, and so no scale is like any other. Dustin, it was your week's challenge, so I'm supposed to make the scale, but I'm not going to do it. 
What's this? It's my job. It's your job now. I'm not going to do it anymore. I just want you to do it. What's the scale? Sure. On a scale from one preface to the epilogue, how would you rate this challenge? Preface being like, this is this is drivel. There's no story here. It's just the author talking to me about like what he ate for lunch to epilogue like, oh my gosh, this story is so good. The story's over. I need more. Okay. I think I right. understand. Yeah. Um, Don't show the monster. Yeah. That's, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. Clearly. Maybe you should. Maybe you should show the monster. I don't know. Um, I'm going to give this challenge. Um, well, going into the challenge, um, I was kind of stressed about it. I've, I, I took a creative writing class in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I thought like, you know, my problem is I think I'm clever, but I'm not clever. That's cause you, you would write these things and then you'd like read them in class. And I would always like write a little twist or something into my thing. Uh-huh. And then like everybody, like it would just land flat and it wouldn't do anything. Or I'd put a joke in there and nobody would laugh. And I was just like, ah, maybe I'm bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I, I, I'm a fine, like academic writer. But uh, when it came to fiction, I always I've always felt bad, so I was a little anxious to even start this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reality is, like, it took me a long time to think of an idea. And it's funny that neither of us chose fictional characters. Um, yeah, we we can talk about that. But uh, so I was like, uh, what am I thinking about? All I'm thinking about is like how the government is being run and like how terrible things are going down basically very top of mind yeah Yeah, it's kind of top of mind so i was like all right well that's you know write what you know so i just thought of a dumb story to put a line with it where i like kind of make it a fantasy like oh what what if things had gone better um you know and in this story i feel like pence and trump are both happy you know trump's making his vhs's and pence is like off in thailand doing whatever he's up to um Everybody's, Maybe he has both of his kidneys taken out. Who knows? Well, I was thinking more. I was thinking more, he, he, he I was thinking more than night. in Thailand. I was he thinking more be, than nightlife of Thailand. Yeah, it's like, kind of what I was. Implying. He might be doing like the little Thai boys, like type yeah. thing, the lady boys. But who knows? He's he's. Probably I assume he's like happy in a bathtub. No, well, that's a not what. Full that, of ice. That's your fucked up imagination again. <laughs> that is not me. <laughs> um, so. So doing all this, if I have to, and then, and then when it came to like writing it, I was like, oh, a page is probably good. I did an outline, uh, then I wrote it and then I revised it like once. And I was like, that's good. The people on the podcast will enjoy that. Uh, and recorded it. Recording it was kind of fun. Uh, try, yeah. trying to do voices, uh, was fun. Um, so I will give this from prologue to epilogue. I, I re- I review it as maybe like, chapter seven of a of a 20 chapter book nice yeah that's good chapter seven so you had some difficulty and maybe it brought up it it was stressful it was stressful to uh to like be like okay let me try and be funny (laughs) like i don't know that's that's not super uh super easy for me how do you how do you review it well I want to say good job writing your story. It made me laugh a lot. Thank you. And if you felt nervous about it, it's okay. Because I felt nervous about mine. I started off... Um, so I've got this old typewriter, okay? That oh yeah, my, my great aunt gave to me. It's a pretty old, heavy... It's probably like 60 pounds, blah, blah, blah. Barely, barely works. Um, so I started writing on that just to feel the clickety-clacks, you know, and everything. And I started, I had the idea of this is going to be a story about dead Don Lewis, okay? Okay. And I, I'm going to read you, uh, like, my first paragraph of the first story I wrote, the first version. Okay. And it kind of shows you, like, where where I was at. Like, yeah. Don Lewis couldn't see anything. He couldn't smell, taste, or hear. He knew he could at one point, but now those senses were memories, and as quickly as one takes a breath, those memories vanished. Don could feel, though, the wet, the cold muck around him. He could definitely feel. He could feel the water brush his fingertips. Yes, those were his fingers. Yes, my fingers. My fingers and my hands still have work to do, he thought, reaching out through the dark 
fingers extending and grabbing for anything of per like this was the story of him i like just, this story just escaping the septic tank that's all i did and then i was like it was I, taking too I, long I, yeah i was like how but how really does he get out of the septic i can't describe how he gets how just his hand gets out of the septic tank right like it, so then it evolved into that and then i started thinking about the other stories that I've heard, like other short story writers, you know. Yeah, I, I like the but. I like what you started writing. And I totally understand why you shifted. There was a huge problem in writing this. Where I had a, I had I had I have like pages of notes also on my phone of like mm. ideas to go into it that are not in it. Because it was like, why would I fill like yeah. uh one page is gonna fill like five or six minutes of dial of like talking. Mm-hmm. You you can't I mean, I can't imagine how long a movie is. It's probably like 20, 30 pages. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like it, you got to, it's not script. like a, like a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. book you yeah. would write hundreds of pages, but for like yeah. a, for something that you're going to like perform, you got to go way shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, so but I yeah. understand. So, yeah. So anyways, I started off with that. I liked it. I've never really, I've, I've never really written like this before mm-hmm. um, and actually thought about story crafting until recently in life. Um, through spoiler alert i like to play dungeons and dragons Duh. and there's a lot of story Friggin building dork. that goes shut up i cast a shame spell on you <laughs> uh deflected with coolness. oh yeah I deflected oh, yeah. with being De- cool deflected De- <laughs> yeah, yeah just bounced right off me too cool for your shame spell but here you go shades of coolness the, the uh story the story writing of a typical Dungeons and Dragons campaign. I've been writing one for. Remember Andrew Murphy? Mm-hmm. I'm writing. A, <laughs> no, a, I forgot a, him. <laughs> I'm, rem- I'm rem- remember. Remember this remember guy. Remember this guy. I'm writing a world called Murfgard. Really? Yeah. So you Were guys going to be a band. dungeon man? Remember? Yeah, I've had a lot I, of bands. I, I'm an amateur dungeon master, and you had a band. Uh, right, where you were in Murphy's Jar. I had two bands named after Andrew Murphy. Mellow Murphy and the Reign of Terror. That was the first one. And then, yeah, yeah. the second one was Murphy's Jar. Yeah. Yeah. And Jar so, was Jacob Andrew Ryan. Yeah, that's very good. Because <laughs> we were Way better than OAR. Yeah, way better. But oh, anyways, Murph is, uh, the world of Murphgard was created with him in mind. So it's just like thinking of all these fun things, basically, that you can write for your friends. And I think that's what, this is what this podcast is like we're making this for our for us and our friends to hopefully enjoy and the story was a lot of fun to write once i finally got it down and then um casey read it and was like so what the fuck happened <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> like i don't need to have my, my same fucking you. reaction of like wait so what is going on <laughs> you didn't explain uh, anything I know it's so funny. Oh, but I, all right, I liked it. I go. All right, so what's your review? Think, what's your scale? Yeah, you're an epilogue. An epilogue. Oh, you went full I'm an on epilogue. A full on epilogue. Full epilogue. Right? Yeah, I would love to hear someone else's stories. Yeah, I. A little fan I do think I this is a, a worthwhile thing to do. I I would like to. I think we should have more challenges, maybe like this. Um, especially during hear, quarantine. Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear some strange. Like, let's say you don't like anything. Let's say you don't like anything other than your chores okay write what you know right if you're if you're if you're stuck in the house all day and your house is spotless because you vacuumed six times and your kitchen is clean and there's no more food to cook let's let's write about what you would do with that free time yeah i think let's i think dustin if if any of our listeners wants to write uh a short story i think you and i and if they want to record it that's fine but if they don't you and i will turn it into an audio play and put it put it out on the next episode i would love to do an audio play written by a fan just send it to yeah. us yeah i mean the likelihood of any of you guys doing that is so yeah. low but i think you should i think it'd be fun for all of us i everybody yeah, like i think it. i'd like it i want to hear a story written by yeah. murph yeah come on yeah. murph write a story a story or anybody hey all right uh, you ready new to challenge. pick a new challenge yeah yeah like to play a new game. You want to play a new game? It's my I'd turn. I'd like, like to play a new game. What's the new no game, buddy? No quarters. No quarters? Only dimes. Okay. No quarters, only dimes. 
All right. Do you have a game for a dime? Uh, yeah. Here's here's a game. There you go. One dime, please. No, I want, I want, I want the dime from you. Oh, I thought I was the. Okay, yeah. Here, sorry. Um, here, let me put here, the money in my hand. There no you go. Here, here we go. Here's the no dime. Hey, hey. Well, there's the dime. There, there <laughs> you go. Now you've got it. Okay. Give me a Have game a now. Day. No, Have what? A good day. That's the game. You uh, put it in my hand, you win. You put it in my hand, and you win. Did I win? You win the game. Oh, Goodbye. That was a good game. Are you licking the dime now? Dude, where did that little kid? That little <laughs> oh, kid just him running away. That little, that little Eastern European kid came out of nowhere. That was a weird kid. You do He's doing, cute though. He's cute yeah, little kid. Guy's adorable. Um, yeah. you ready for next week's challenge? Yeah. Uh, I have been rewatching our, uh, you know, that show Community from back in yeah. the day. So yeah. it, it's on Netflix now, which is great. Cool. I think Yahoo owned it for a long time. It was an NBC show. But now uh, Netflix has it. So Courtney and Yahoo. I have been watching the first season. And in like episode three or four, uh, Abed and well, who's Childish Gambino's character in that? Donald Glover. Yeah, but who's his character? Ricky. No. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Troy. Yeah, Troy. Troy. Troy and Abed are at the end. And Troy is like doing a crazy dance. And Abed's like, that's not it. This is how you do it. And they were crunk dancing. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's good. So next week, do some crunk dancing. Okay. You got yeah. <laughs> crump, crump. Is it crump or crunk? I don't know. It's one of those two. Uh, I want you to do some really good dancing okay. of that kind. Uh, record a video and we'll share it and we'll have some fun dancing. Let's but crump it up. Crump. I think it's crump. Crump. I think there are two. I think there's crunk. Like K R U N K. Oh, Key, we'll do Kalo, both then. Do both crunk, kinds with a P, Papa. Yeah, crunking. Yeah, crumping. Okay. Is there both? Yeah, I think there's both. Let's do if there's both. I mean, yeah, we don't know and about these things that, before we do them. Anything that starts with a hard C or hard K consonant, and it's a dancing. Like if there's a dance move called like cucking, like we got to do that one. Too. I'm not doing that anymore. I've okay. I've left that behind. Okay. Okay. Could have surprised me with that fan fiction of yours. <laughs> and they all really send liked it. Send in your own fan fiction. Yeah, Dustin, where can people send in their own fan fiction for us to uh, make an audio play out of it? Yeah, if you want to read your own fan fiction, you can call us. Call the call in line, 724-DO-IT-POD. Yes. It's awesome. It's free. It's a phone. Mm-hmm. And you call in, and we'll play you on the radio. You can send us the an email. Radio. You can send us an email with a PDF or just like post it all in the email uh, subject body whatever at uh, shit. I'll, I'll always do this do it or else do it or else at or else pod at gmail.com or you could uh, find us on Instagram and like you know send us pictures yeah. of your butts yeah. or whatever the bullshit's at do it or else pod yeah exactly thanks for listening babies we really appreciate it you guys are awesome thank you you guys are uh, the best read more write more do more you want to sing a song read more <laughs> write more do more read more do more I don't feel like my part helped very much <laughs> and as always the winner of the slogan contest will be announced next week.